It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome to another Friday discussion. Eric, uh, Christians have been persecuted and have been facing hostility for, I mean, for 2,000 years. So I have a question then. How can we, uh, especially those of us in America and the Western world, who haven't faced a lot of hostility and persecution, how can we stand firm during just increasing persecution, hostility, hardship? Uh, like, like, how can we thrive? Yeah, I, I think it's a critical issue right now. I, mean, I think a lot of people are actually having that same thought go through their head. And they're oftentimes looking and measuring themselves based on where they're at spiritually and sort of like, hey, God, I don't have the stuff to do this. And they're right. They don't, but he does. And one of our uh, favorite phrases uh, in our Ellerslie discipleship is, I can't, but he can. Amen. And when it comes to spiritual activities, there are certain things. People are all against the phrase, I can't. It's like, never say I can't. You can do it. Well, there are certain things that that's true about. But there's other things, and they're spiritual things. They're spiritual exhibitions of the nature of God. You just can't do it. You can't love the way God loves. You can't rejoice the way God rejoices. You can't have the peace of God in the midst of tumult without God. You can't, but he can. And the key element I would say for this, if I was going to stick an ingredient in, is exercising what you do have. And so, like, for instance, life is full of minor trials. Every day we have them. And how we respond to those is going to define if we are going to succeed in greater trials. If we fall to pieces with small trials and we don't embrace them and leverage them as an exercise equipment, then actually when we get bigger trials or bigger weights, they crush us. If I go into a weight room and you stick a, uh, a barbell on me, like you know those big 45 pounders with you know maybe some weights on the side and and I'm not used to this, right? So I'm like, what are you doing to me? Hey, hey, Nathan, what, what, what are you doing? That, that, that's heavy. <laughs> and I don't resist it and press against it. It actually could crush my ribs just sort of sitting there. And I'm moaning and groaning and complaining about it. And it actually does me harm. So that weight in my life is actually given to me so that it can make me stronger. But to ma- become stronger through a weight, I need to resist it. And so this idea of the cultivation of the strength of the believer is very, very significant. When a believer is strong and is actually embracing the weights and and, and standing with a firmness in their soul because they've been exercising, the word in Scripture to describe it is not the one we are used to using for that, and that is patience. <laughs> when we think of patience, it's sort of like a little kid thing. And it's like, Sonny, you need to have patience. You know, <laughs> uh, Papa's going to be talking a little longer at church today, and you just need to be patient while I do. And so the idea of patience is sort of enduring time without grumbling, which, okay, that's not, that's not that, that doesn't have a partial aspect of what patience is, but could you go into, maybe just from that other angle to complement what I'm saying, draw out patience for us a little, uh, because that's a word that we both love. Could you just sort of draw out some of the nuance of it? Yeah, I actually, I love the concept of patience biblically. And I, I, I agree with you. I think all grown up, I, I heard patience as the, that's what you experience in traffic. And that's what you experience <laughs> standing in front of your microwave, waiting for your for your uh, popcorn yeah. to hurry and pop. You're like, come on, it's been a whole minute and a half. <clears throat> but the reality of patience biblically is this beautiful idea of 
enduring heaviness for long periods of time, right? It's, yeah. it's this idea of, of being in a fixed position. It has this idea of just being strengthened in one direction. And in fact, we were just talking about yeah. that, that idea of, when you, when you look at the Greek word, it's this mix of this hyper being abiding. Yeah. It's that word minnow with hyper uh, in front of it. It's just, which we, I was just like, that's such a beautiful concept that this word abide, especially in John 15, is this idea of remain to be fixed. Um, my, my favorite def- definition of that word minnow uh, or the word abide is to refuse to depart. And that really is what patience is. It's yeah. not not just waiting in front of your microwave for a few moments going, oh, how much longer? It's this idea of actually, I don't care how long it is. I'm willing yeah. to endure the difficulty or the hardship for as long as it takes. And uh, oftentimes I've heard you talk about this idea that patience is tensile strength mixed mm-hmm. with resilience. Yeah. And I'd love for you to even flesh out tensile strength for those who are listening, because it's that that concept of tensile strength yep. for me is so profound and yeah. has so radically changed just my spiritual life, just knowing even what it is. Yeah, it's sort of fun to take a, a word like patience and then break it up into a couple ingredients and right. say, okay, but it's made up of things. And we know from like James, James 1 and then Romans, it's going to talk about how you get patience is actually through trials and tribulation, which most of us don't like the sound of that. But when you recognize it's almost like, well, how do you get muscle by going to the weight room? It's the same exact concept. And we will endure great difficulties in the weight room in an exercise. And most, you you and I are used to that, right? And these ITC workouts that we go through in the core workouts, that's like Ellerslie-esque all over the place. (laughs) We're like dying and we're in pain as we're going through Half my body today is still sore from yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm still struggling because I did an early morning workout and I'm like, I have to record today. Uh, But at the same time, we have a certain glee and cheer in the midst of it. Why? Because we know what it's producing. That's what the Bible teaches about patience. Look what this is producing. This trial is actually going to produce some. You might as well rejoice in it. And so these two ingredients, tensile strength and resilience. Tensile strength is like the measurement of rope or springs on a trampoline. And it basically is saying, how much weight can this rope or this spring handle? And for how long? before it breaks or snaps. And that's its tensile rating. And so the soul of a Christian is based on the same premise, and that's an attribute or an ingredient in patience. So for you to remain in your position, to hold the line in the midst of hostilities around you, you need something. And it comes from outside of you, but it's built inside of you by the Holy Spirit through the exercising of your spiritual man over time. And so when we embrace the small tests and trials, it builds a stronger in our soul. I still remember discovering this word because I was reading, I think it was Passion and Purity. It was Elizabeth Elliot. And she made a statement. God took me through a season of teaching me tensile strength. I was like, what's that? So I looked it up. I was like, that's, that's what I need. <laughs> because my soul was so, it would fray very quickly. Right. It would, you know, I would have a little difficulty and I'd find myself falling apart. And I'm like, God, I'm not much of, I mean, if, if I was ever tortured, I'm just going to be a miserable uh, witness of you. And so that's where God began to train me in this. And I started with my alarm clock. I mean, that's literally how simple it was when it started. That alarm clock goes off. Instead of me grumbling, I rejoice. And I would immediately whisper, tensile strength, <laughs> tensile strength. I'm going to get I'm going to get growth out of every little moment in my life that is difficult for me. Like getting up in the morning, I'm going to wake up with joy. I'm going to embrace it. And I have so many hilarious stories over the years 
of just taking moments that would be trials and smiling at them and saying, I'm going to get stronger through this tensile strength. So I just whisper tensile strength, tensile strength. And I go through these unique challenges that actually have made me stout. I go through tremendous challenges now with smiles all the time. Yeah, I've never been tortured, never been thrown into prison, but guess what? I have a hope and an understanding now that when I do go into those situations, the same God that has carried me through the smaller trials will carry me through a bigger one. That's right. I love the picture even of, <clears throat> of David's life when he when he's talking to Saul about Goliath, and he's just like, "Who who is this uncircumcised Philistine mocking the armies of the living God? Yeah. Let me at him!" Yeah. So here's this, you know, we we, we likely think that David's probably 13, 14, yeah. somewhere in that age range, and <laughs> as Saul as the king, going, "Well, what gives you the right as this young kid? Why should I trust you?" Yeah. And I love what David says. He goes, well, God's proven me first with a lion yeah. and then a bear. Yeah. And my, my assumption is, this is not in scripture, but something had to have been before the lion and the bear. Because, I don't know, my life, I don't want to start with a bear you know, or a lion. I want to start with like a squirrel you know, or a possum or something. you know. Uh, so I, you know, I dealt with the bunny rabbit, then I yeah. dealt with the possum, and then I dealt with the bear. You know, where there's this, there, it's, it's a beautiful progression yeah. of, of growth and strength, just like the weight room where... If you start with a 500 pound, yeah. whatever, it's it's yeah. going to crush and you. And you'll give up. And you, and you do. You, yeah. you immediately give up. But if you start with five pounds yeah. and then you start adding five pounds every so often, yeah. then if you ever have a, I don't know about you, but anytime I've had one of those workouts where it actually wasn't that much weight, yeah. it actually becomes so much fun because you're like, yeah. this is actually easy. Yeah. Though that same trial, that same yeah. test years ago would have been crushing. Very difficult. And yeah. we've often talked about that too, about you know, the weights that we carry now are almost humorous yeah. compared to yesteryear, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, the stuff that I remember going, I mean, you have a lot of great stories uh, with this idea too, but these things that used to crush us and just, yeah. you know, you, you just want to just crumble and die. Yeah. It's like, I look back at those now going, if I had that stuff now, that would be like a vacation. Like, I mean, you should see the weights now. Yeah. And yet I know that what God is doing in our lives individually and as a ministry yeah now is preparing us for five years from now yeah. where we're going to look back at this that's season right. going you called yeah. that difficult yeah. like psst, that that stuff is easy that's right and so it's just a beautiful reminder that that as we keep allowing god to add more and more difficulty yeah. and strength and weight and pressure to our lives it actually grows yeah. us strengthens yeah. us and gives us what this biblical idea is a patience when you first get on skis being in colorado it's a great illustration right you get on skis and I tell you what, it is so intimidating when you start sliding around and you feel so out of control and, and unbalanced. The first time you go down a little bunny hill, you might even crash. I mean, it was just a little lump uh, in the ground. And then you go down your first green slope. Green is the easiest. And I tell you what, it's intimidating. It's daunting. At the end of your first day, you get a little swagger. And you, you, know, you even like shoot up some snow uh, on someone because you're starting to feel comfortable. You're starting to gain that balance. Christianity is exactly the same. However... When you first start at the green, it's terrifying. At the end of the day, the green is easy or easier. When you go to the blue, it's terrifying again. The blue's the next step up, and you're like, whoa, this is intense. After spending a day on the blue, you start to acclimate. And now a black is terrifying. Then a black with moguls. Then how about the cliff jumping? <laughs> how about jumping out of a, a helicopter on skis and landing on a double black diamond? In other words, there's gradients of growth, but guess what? When you're jumping out of helicopters, landing on double black diamonds, you look back at a bunny hill and you snicker because it is nothing now. And that's exactly what happens with the growth of tensile strength. So there were two ingredients to patience, tensile strength 
and resilience. Resilience is sort of like, I used to have Stretch Armstrong. Uh, he was like this character with some kind of goo in it, and you could grab one arm and I could grab the other, and we could walk across the room and stretch him, and then watch, let go, and then he just like, and he comes back to shape. I mean, it's just amazing. Why? He's resilient, which means you can bring him under difficulty and he's going to bounce back into position quickly. So these two ingredients, the strength to endure hardship and challenge and the ability to respond quickly and to return to your original form without loss is very, very important for the Christian. This is what makes up this idea of hupomeno or patience. And this is what the ancient Christians have always sported. This is what they've boasted. And so, you know, we love at Ellerslie to go through the, the roll call of some of the greatest stories. Usually they're when men are dying <laughs> because that's just a great proving ground for right. them, even though there's so many minor points where a man can be tested before that. But, I mean, we, we love those stories. We should mention some. Like, well, uh, we have Peter who, you know, after denying Jesus Christ. Yep. He's now facing his death, and he says, because I love my Lord so much, I refuse to die the same way that he died. And so I'm going to be crucified, not just crucified, that, that's, <laughs> that's miserable, but I'm going to be crucified upside down, which is yeah. even more excruciating. So he's, he's willing to face an even greater pain and agony yeah. because of his love for Jesus. That takes a that's, tremendous that's amount of patience. Incredible, an incredible statement. I remember uh, the story of Andrew, the apostle with Peter's brother, ironically, and uh, he's He's being brought in before Governor Aegis, and the governor is furious with him. He's been speaking about Jesus and this cross. And so he says, look, uh, if you don't stop preaching about this Jesus and this cross, I'm going to crucify you on one too. And Andrew responds very differently than the way many of us would because he has something. He has this patience. He's not moved. So he sort of looks back with compassion towards the governor and says, look, I would have not have ever preached the glory of the cross of Christ if I was also not first willing to die upon it. Amen. Most of us would not bring that up. We'd be like, okay, whatever I need to do to get out of crucifixion. So Andrew, in a sense, instigates, just like Peter, a very difficult situation for himself. And he's hung to what would be termed like an X cross, two pieces of wood that it cross over like an X. And he hangs there for three days. And after three days, the saints want Andrew back. They don't want to lose one of the apostles. So they're begging the governor to take him down. Look, he's paid his penalty for this. Could you let him down? And Andrew hears word about that. And he's like, no way. <laughs> I'm not coming down. I've been longing for one thing my entire life, and that's to be with Jesus. And so he cries out to heaven. And that's like how he dies, is crying out, begging that Jesus would take him. What a great way to go. Oh, it's just great. He preached all three days uh, the gospel while he was hanging there too it's like these men were built for difficulty we, we even even mentioned ignatius and germanicus because yeah. they weren't apostles because yeah. obviously we could point to all the apostles except john yeah. who died crazy deaths yeah. uh, and martyrdoms but yet this isn't just an apostle thing this is christian history but yeah. t those are two of our favorite guys yeah i love you know, like ignatius who was discipled by john Ignatius is told that he's going to be fed to the lions in the morning. And, you know, for most of us, that would be a pretty big thing. In fact, our first thought would be, what's that going to feel like? Can I go through that? <laughs> he rejoices. He praises God because now uh, he gets to enjoy the one thing that he wants more than anything. He says, my salvation has finally come. And he considers the lions his friends. Who's ever thought of considering lions friends? Whoever thinks of difficulty, trials, and tribulations as your friend? someone who understands the value of it and what it brings about. Yeah. Those lines are going to bring them into the presence of Jesus Christ. Right. And Germanicus uh, is supposedly a younger man. 
and he's being fed to the lions. And when he enters the arena, at least, I don't know if this is legend. I'm not sure if I could, uh, if this is a Fox's Book of Martyrs story or if it's just legend. But supposedly, he doesn't just cower in the arena and go, oh God, somehow help me through this. But he sprints towards the beasts. That's so okay. good. That's the way I want to handle my tribulations in life. I want to sprint towards them. Yep. With a big smile on my face going, Lord Jesus, more tensile strength. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Paul uses the term to Timothy's. Paul's facing his death. And in 2 Timothy, it's the last letter that Paul wrote. He looks at Timothy and says, endure hardship like a good soldier. And that word endure hardship in the Greek actually has this idea of to bear hug it. Huh. And so as we're walking through this idea of like, how, how can we stand firm in the midst of persecution, difficulty, trials, hardships? The, the, secret, the secret actually is to bear hug, to embrace the, the miniature trials that God allows in our lives. It's not that he causes them necessarily, but he will allow them Amen. to turn it for our good, to, to put the weights upon us so that it'll grow us, Amen. right? Or as James says, you know, that, that things, it's, the persecutions, the hardships is growing something in your life. It produces character and then hope, and it, it, it begins to build this maturity yeah. uh, in the Christian life, which we all... We have to admit, we desperately need, Amen. Uh, especially Amen. in this day. Good. So good. Well, before we let you go, we wanted to give an introduction to Eric's Honorable Manhood Program. We're really excited about this program, and we'd love for you to participate. So here's just a little media snippet on this idea of the Honorable Manhood Program. See you next time. Manhood is under siege today. We've lost the picture of grand masculinity for this generation of men to discover and to see. Now, I have boys that are coming into that age where they need a vision, they need a map. For all of you fathers out there that are like, how do we do this? I'm right there with you. And I have developed an eight-week training course for fathers and sons called Honorable Manhood. And it's the idea of taking this vision that God has for masculinity and planting it deep within our boys. Let's work together to see this impartation take place. Come join me. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.